Why did you become a teacher? That's the question we're posing on today's episode. We all have different reasons for pursuing the professions that we hold. These reasons can be both personal and financial. Sometimes we head in one direction and then, upon realizing we're not happy in our chosen profession, opt for a career change. Other times, you know from a young age what you want to do in life, you pursue that profession, and you stay there until retirement. Sometimes you choose the career that one or both of your parents held. I'm Dave Mall, and I got the inspiration for this episode from listening to an interview I did last spring with Lisa Richardson, who was the Indian River School District's Teacher of the Year for 2017-2018. Lisa earned a degree in psychology from Old Dominion University and took a roundabout route to the teaching profession. We'll let her tell the story. Well, what happened into college was I thought about becoming a teacher. My mother was an educator for 34 years. The market was flooded. There were no jobs. And thinking practically, I didn't choose teaching. Not following my heart, thinking practically. Then I got the psychology degree, which I enjoyed. And it has, I have used it in this field. I should have gone on to, to graduate school right away but I was ready to get out in the real world and thought I would go corporate. I actually worked for Hercules Chemicals in Wilmington, was, started into my MBA, and hated the city and hated the corporate world. The whole being in a cubicle was just not my thing. And I had a beautiful condo in Wilmington and came to my mother in tears and said, I hate this. I want to go back to school. I really want to be a teacher. You know, I should have done this before, and luckily I have super supportive parents who helped me sell the condo, move back downstate, get a master's degree, and here I am. With Lisa's story in mind, I reached out to some other teachers to find out why they chose the teaching profession. I compiled some moving and funny stories. Let's start with Lori Hall, an art teacher at Philip C. Shaw Elementary School. I've always wanted to be a teacher. I kind of had a few other things through high school. I thought I might want to be a doctor, um, epidemiologist, a couple different things. But I always kind of floated back to loving being in a school. It was always a place I felt safe and happy and um, always new challenges and um, exciting things every day. It was always something different, even though there was routine. Um, And I loved art, so I decided by the end of my senior year, that that's what I wanted to stick with. I wanted to wanted to stick with my love of art and be able to share that with with kids, and and teach them. For Angela Wilson, a social studies teacher at Georgetown Middle School, teaching was something she wanted to do from a young age. She even got help from some Power Rangers action figures in her journey to the classroom. Well, a part of me always knew I'd become a teacher. Um, as a kid, I always loved learning, and school was never a chore. I remember lining up my brother's Power Ranger toys to play school with my little brother, his friends, and all of their action figures. I always looked forward to going to school, connecting with my teachers, and I was definitely inspired by the teachers I had. Those were the teachers who pushed me to do my best each and every day, the teachers who made learning come alive and relevant, and most importantly, the teachers who generally cared. Working with youth and helping others became a passion of mine. I wanted to help kids reach their full potential and be the person who pushes them to learn. I wanted to get kids excited about the world. Rob Gibson, a technology teacher at Sussex Central High School, came to teaching later in his professional career. Uh, Well, my journey into becoming a teacher goes back a couple years. Um, My professional background, I actually have uh, 12 years of experience at the University of Delaware before I became a full-blown teacher at the high school level. 
my background in information technology, the last two years I was at UD, uh, I worked in the admissions office. I was an assistant director for electronic communication. So in addition to my background in IT, I did the website for the admissions office. I did all our social media marketing. But being in the admissions office, one of my duties as everybody in the admissions office is traveling, reading applications, and making decisions uh, on students who are applying to the University of Delaware. So one of the things that I saw was a lot of people coming in without a lot of computer experience at the high school level. Um, and, and I had an opportunity to teach a course at the university uh, for a professor that was going on sabbatical. So I got to teach a basic level computer course, um, how to use Word and PowerPoint and email and stuff like that. And I was like, this is great. I mean, I loved it. And I had always kind of thought in the back of my mind I might be a teacher. But I was like, this was great. And, and so I saw that there was a need. This was 2009, 2010, that... Uh, there weren't a lot of high schools offering computer science. Like, you know, when I was in school in the in the late 80s, early 90s, it was keyboarding, you know. And when I was a kid growing up, there had always been computers in the schools, but it wasn't like it is today. So um, I started looking around, and um, when I one of my jobs at the university is I ran a computer lab, and I had a student that worked for me specifically who grew up in the Indian River School District. Uh, his family's long history with the school district and um, I had heard nothing but good things about and so when I looked and saw there was an opening for a tech teacher I was like I'm gonna try it out we'll see what happens and the rest just kinda of fell into place it all just fell into place what about Sarah Baker a first grade teacher at North Georgetown Elementary School I became a teacher because I had many great teachers uh, throughout my school career uh, from elementary school to high school and they really inspired a love of learning. I've always thought about being a teacher. I never really thought about it actually being a career until I was in high school. When I was in high school I really was not doing well in math and so math was my most difficult subject and my math teacher actually kind of took me aside and he needed help doing bulletin boards and so one of the ways that I learned all of the theorems and all of the theories of geometry was to actually do a bulletin board for his classroom and so that is how I decided that teaching could actually be a career for me. Family connections run deep for Jesse Steele, a sixth grade special education teacher at Selbyville Middle School. Really, I mean, it was kind of um, molded in me at a young age. You know, I watched my father. He, he was a teacher. He, he was a coach. And, you know, I spent a lot of, of countless time out at Indian River High School. And, you know, not only watching him teach uh, in the classroom, but watching him teach, you know, his football players. And, and, and he set a positive example. And, mm -hmm. and I saw that was a that was very powerful. You know, one thing he always said that, that always stood out to me, and, and I, I've heard his, he said it to his, his players quite often, was like, you know, as far as like little things in your life that you do right come back to, to help you and little things you do wrong come back to haunt you. And, and, and watching him say that to, to his players and watching their eyes and how receptive they were, I mean, I could see, you know, firsthand how he was making a difference, and, and I thought that was pretty powerful. So that, that influenced me to, or, or swayed me to become a teacher and you know I'm a lifeguard in the summer so I mean that's all I've ever known is to touch lives or, or help save lives. After hearing these stories I wanted to ask if there was a time in their lives when they thought they wanted to do something other than teaching. 
Uh, well, yeah, actually, yeah. After I had taught a couple years, I went um, and did my graduate program in initiatives and educational transformation at George Mason. So it was a very forward-thinking program. And at that point, I thought I actually might want to go not into the medical field, but maybe into the nonprofit sector, um, work with museums, arts facilities to offer more art programming to children in areas that may not have much artistic and cultural diversity. However, after, after researching and interviewing for a couple of those jobs, I realized that they had a pretty high turnover. And I, I didn't want that not knowing what, if I'd be in the same place the next year and I wouldn't necessarily have the daily opportunity to work with children, which is the part that I love the most. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, in high school, I followed the communications pathway. I really thought I was gonna end up being an investigative reporter. <laughs> Um, but I realized quickly that what I liked about that career was asking questions and constantly learning about the world and people. And in a sense, that's kind of what we're doing right now as teachers. We're asking questions and we're constantly learning ourselves in order to help our students grow. And now I feel like my students are like mini reporters themselves. They're the ones who are asking the right questions to discover their own learning. And then finally in college when I had an opportunity to work with more youth and mentor students, I knew exactly that's what I was meant to do. Yeah, I mean, my, I've had amazing opportunities throughout my entire life, and, and I've been blessed that way. Um, when I was in college, I was a communication major, so I went to school to study broadcasting and, and stuff like that, and I got involved with the college radio station, and I wanted to go into radio. And at the same time, I was doing um, a lot of work with a church, a local church, and, and so I kind of became a... Uh, a youth leader at the church but then I also kind of became a leadership role for that church on campus and I was doing radio so I started doing Christian radio and, and gospel music on the radio and so I got to go to conferences in Nashville and meet all sorts of people and uh, I had an opportunity to do uh, an internship at a record company and I just I, I passed on it because I just didn't have the place to stay and stuff like that. It just didn't, wasn't right at that moment. And, and so I really wanted to go into work in music. And then I got, you know, a job at the university, which led to different jobs at the university. And, and uh, teaching had always been in the back of my mind because working with kids is something that has always been a big part of my life, whether it was working with my fellow high school students. While I was in high school, I actually had an opportunity to kind of teach a class then or youth work when I was in college or you know now and my wife uh, has a background in education as well so it's something that's always been present but then when this opportunity to shift careers came about it was everything just fell into place. Um, at one point I was actually in occupational therapy and that was uh, something I did at Dell Tech and I played baseball there um, I did one year. Um, I took all the classes, and I had one more year to go, but then I got a baseball scholarship to Delaware State University, and um, that's where I ended up changing and pursuing uh, my, maybe not my dream, but, you know, just you know what I knew as far as being an educator and, you know, and, and being a teacher, and I knew I wanted to coach like my father also, but as far as you know, jobs. I mean, I've been, my, my dad always had me, you know, I was a painter. You know, I shoveled sand after a nor'easter. I mean, I've been a lifeguard. I, I worked at Mount Air Farms. I hung chickens on the line, and I realized that that's not what I, what I wanted. I wanted to make more of a difference. Finally, I wanted to find out what part of the teaching profession they found the most rewarding. Yeah, I love working with the kids every day, and especially 
being a special area teacher, being, being the art teacher, I work with all of them, which is my favorite part. I can't quite imagine being only knowing a few of the kids. I love, I love knowing all 400 of them and um, feeling like I have a relationship with almost all of them, day in and day out. I actually, um, I feel like I've been reaching out to the community more in the past couple of years, and I really, I really enjoy meeting the parents as well and getting, getting that sense of, of community and working with everyone and really building the relationships with, with everybody in the school building. There are so many aspects of teaching um, that are rewarding, but what I find most rewarding about teaching is seeing a student grow, not only in the classroom, but beyond. In the classroom, it's most rewarding watching a student get a concept for the first time. I love seeing that expression of, aha, on a student's face when something finally clicks or they can finally connect two larger concepts together. Um, it's really exciting and rewarding when you see a student get, get excited about a learning activity that they're doing. I also teach a lot of ELL students, English language learners, and my time working with them, watching their determination to learn, helping them reach the little milestones in their learning makes teaching worth it. Also, watching students grow once they leave your classroom is rewarding. I'm in my 11th year of teaching, so now I have students who are in high school and even in college, and when they come back and visit me, or this summer I had a former student putting my two-year-old daughter on the rides at Funland, and they're talking to you about things that they did in your class in middle school, um, that is the long-term reward of teaching to me. Uh, it's it was working with the children, or I shouldn't say children because I'm a high school teacher, working with the students. Um, I call them my children and I treat them like my children. Um, and it's, it's building the relationships. It's when you see a student a year or two or three years out of high school and they come to you and say, I did this because of you, or I chose to do this because of you, or you were like a parent to me when I didn't have a parent. I mean, that, that's really what you do it for. It's, it's, you know, certainly not getting up at 7 o'clock in the morning <laughs> or anything like that. I mean, you do what you have to do to make an impact and to work with kids because they need you. Well, first grade is such a developmental year. And students come in, they're beginner readers. Some, um, you know, they feel like um, there are many missing pieces in reading or in math. And I think first grade really connects those pieces together to kind of bring this big picture of a student that when they leave first grade they can do so many things. Um, it's such a developmental year you see such growth in the students from September till June so for me that's very exciting. I really enjoy working with the students and I really feel like um, so many students need so many different things um, in their lives and I think for many school provides a very um, secure structured environment and so most of the time students really respond to that um, and that's really a piece that I see that students especially today need more than ever. No one's response to this question was more moving than Jesse Steele's. Let's have a listen. Teaching can be very frustrating at times, but the most rewarding piece is when you see kids or you hear from kids in, you know, down the road and you realize what difference you've made in their lives. So I would like to share this one little piece, if that's okay. Dear Mr. Steele, this is Jordan. You were one of my best teachers. I had... You taught me a lot in school about work, about life. You also pushed me to become a better person in life. And for that, I've got to say thank you. 
I'm writing this letter to say that when I leave to go to the high school, I won't forget what you did for me. Even though I might not see you in a while, you will always be my best teacher. You were nice even on the bad days. You would do anything to help out. You taught me a lot, and I've always looked up to you as a person, and that's why I'm here getting good grades because of you. You always keep me on task. You would always tell me to do my work. You always taught me to stay out of trouble and don't hang out with the wrong people. And I took that serious. And I know that you did that so I could succeed in life. So in concluding, I would like to say thanks for what you did in my life. I hope you change other people's lives like you did me. Your words of wisdom you gave me, I will always use to make my life good and for others. See, I get choked up even like reading that. That's why I do it. That's it. This letter right here, I got it framed. I was down and out. I mean, I was, you know, kind of feeling, I was just, you know, am I making a difference a couple of years ago? And this showed up in my mailbox, and it was one of the most touching things. that. So I've got it framed, and, you know, it's my, it's my motivation. And there you have a glimpse into the lives of just a few of the more than 800 teachers in the Indian River School District. It's these and many other gifted educators who have helped make Indian River one of the finest public school systems in Delaware. Whenever I'm in a classroom, I'm always amazed at the sacrifice and dedication of the teachers who give their all every day for the benefit of our more than 10,000 students. Special thanks to Lori Hall, Angela Wilson, Rob Gibson, Sarah Baker, and Jesse Steele for taking the time to share their stories with our listeners. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through iTunes or by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. It is also available through several mobile podcast apps. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence.